folks I know I was on hiatus again and I know I keep preaching that you shouldn't do it but I think I talked about my last podcast there's been a a lot of uh, hurt people in my area physically literally a couple of deaths it's been uh, a lot to manage and it required travel I've had to go back home which for me is New York twice now and uh, you know it's it's financially exhausting emotionally exhausting it, it's there's logistics. There's a lot that goes into it. Because I have two kids. I got to worry about my animals that have to be cared for. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. For those of you who don't have kids, build fast now so you have more free time when you have them. That's just your uh, tangent nugget, whatever you want to call it there. So you have to do that, folks. There's just really no question about it. You need to build fast because um, what I've learned from the last couple of months is that I'm woefully behind where I should be. Let's just have a moment of accountability. I should be making double my salary at a job, and I should be making that same amount, if not at least 50% of it, on my own. I'm just not where I need to be. And it was very sobering, you know, mentally, emotionally, uh, I don't know, emotional intelligence-wise. Whatever, whatever you could think of, it hit me hard. So I was like, dang, I don't have the power to just take a leave of absence to do what I have to do. With, you know, it, it's something to be said for that. You know, it's, I, I want the power to be there for people when they're dying. Not just to pay my last respects, but to be there for their last moments if I feel like I want to be or if they need me to be. You know, it's, a, it's a sad state of affairs. You know, I know a lot of people have a lot of people dying right now. It's, it seems like you know, the death tolls increased. I saw an article that uh, isn't the Philly or just Pennsylvania in general, the death rate's up like, you know, the burials are like up 90%. So the caretakers of graveyards and the guys who dig the graves, business is great. So an article that said that sadly children's coffin production is overwhelmed of deaths right so there's a lot going on and it can be good so if you know you want to get into those businesses and you can handle it by all means there's another free nugget for you but what i've learned is i need more free time and money buys me time money's not everything but man if i had enough money i could have taken this half this year off and done things differently you know that that it wouldn't have changed the outcomes i don't think in a lot of ways but it would be in much different dynamic it'd be I don't know, folks. I'm off the head on this one. I've been thinking about this for a while, but I got a list of podcasts I want to cover, and this is something that's in there. It's just, you know, it's it's very interesting. You know, it's it's so like I said, it's sobering. It's you know, we look for a job and vacation days. You know, do I get paid for Labor Day? And you know, I'm Jewish, so I get Christmas off too. And you know, whatever. I'm just I'm just trying to think. I went to school with a lot of uh, a lot of different kids. So we had you know, Jews, Muslims, we had Christians, atheists. So it's, I'm just trying to think. And even now, I work with atheists, Jews, Christians, Muslims. Quite a diverse group of people. It's very interesting to me. You, know, you get to see a lot of people's perspectives. You get to learn a lot if you keep your ears open, your mouth shut, and your eyes too. You need to be watching people. Another tangent there. Be watching everyone around you, folks. Not everyone who everyone helps your friend, and everyone hurts is your enemy. You've probably heard that before. I'm gonna stop there though. We do have another topic to talk about, but I just wanted to discuss real quick why I've been on hiatus. You know, it's, I was on a run. I got I think I started one about two weeks and then I finished it. When I posted, I probably posted the rosary here, but it's just like it's just, it's a lot to go through. No matter how strong you are, you know, it's um, when someone you love loses someone they love, and you there's really nothing you can do about it, it it's hard, folks. At least, you know, maybe it's for me. I, I, I can, um, I feel deeply, I'll put it that way, I guess. You know, it's, it's for my wife to lose her mother was very hard on her, very hard. And then right before we went to go see her, because she hadn't seen her in, a couple, in about six weeks, 
it really hit her hard and there was nothing I could do and that was that feeling of being helpless it's, it's just horrible it's not what I want you know it's, it's really sucked you know it's I want to be empowered so my wife can make any kind of choice she wants happen you know it's I've been I'll give you an example I've been building her credit so she has her own finances right we're married etc etc but she doesn't be a copy of my credit cards we did that before trying okay you get me to yours I do to yours blah blah then you run the risk something goes wrong that you're liable for those person's debts so I build up her credit so when she wants to go to the store she just goes and I can pay for her she has money in her home but that's not the point my goal is like, you know it's old school I said I'm old school toxically masculine I was born in the 80 and I embraced the old school in a lot of ways not all but a lot so you know, I want to provide for all her needs so she doesn't have to work if she wants to go back to work hey that'll be great you know what I'm saying I'm making it easier to get a mortgage and start flipping properties and crap like that right stuff sorry I know my language is potty today whatever but there's options, folks. Is what I want you to get. There's options. You have to be able to think for yourself. You have to make moves. I don't know if I've covered this before. We're going to do this really short because tomorrow we're going to talk about Bruce in a separate podcast. Which is what I wanted to start today, but we're not going to because I just, I'm just going to bleed my heart out to you folks. Just try to get you to understand that you need to have money, folks. It's not that... How can I put it? Okay, I was, I was watching Grant Cardone. Someone asked some questions. They're like, why are you always working? He said, I'm broke. They're like, what are you talking about? I said, I'm broke. I don't got no money. He said, every time I get money, I buy assets. He's like, inflation needs money. He said, money has no value. I'm trying to do this little southern accent kind of, but just by the way, let me break off that tangent. Actually, I'll finish it. So he's like, every time he makes a couple million, he buys something. He buys property, right? Because the property keeps going up. The value's there. He owns 8,000 plus rental units. It's worth about $600 million. He's a full-time teacher for his kids that travels with them. I mean, his wife works at his company. One of the guys I consider an indirect mentor, Ray Higdon, he's paid 100 grand to be a Grant Cardone for a day. Can you imagine that? You're going to pay me $100,000 so I can help you think different. Man, dang, that sounds good. Like I was saying, Grant was talking to somebody, and he was like, I'm broke, I'm broke, right? And he did it. And they don't get his that. He's like, money has no real value. He's like, money, it, it's a tool. That's what you have to understand, folks. You need the money to buy the freedom. You ever see the scarves? At first, you get the money. Then you get the power. Then you get the power, respect. Then you get the, we'll leave that last one out. That his, you know, his buddy Manolo was looking for something very specific. That's uh, not a four-letter word, but not a pr- appropriate for this podcast, and not something you should have your goals focused on. When Manolo was chasing at that point in the movie, it was a distraction. So let's talk about that for a minute. Scarface Manolo, when they were first coming up, he was obsessed with shit. Just obsessed. I mean, he was trying to get in the ladies' drawers and be a ladies' man, and you know, he wanted some. He wanted some. He's an old school term, some trim. He was trying to, you know, he was trying to get laid. Okay, trying to be raunchy. I mean, that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to get laid. You know, he's making moves with Tony, but he had, you know, it's, it's another thing. So, distractions, folks. Distractions will crush you. You ever play golf or seen someone? What they do is they don't take their eye off the ball to see where it's going until they're done with the swing. So you know you line up your you know you line up your your driver or whatever you line up your putter. I don't I even think you line up your club, right? You look at the ball. Maybe you lean back. You choke up a little on it. Get it right. I only played once in my life, folks. Just what I have learned from uh, reading books and talking to people is that so many deals are done on the golf course that it becomes a viable skill even if you suck in theory. 
by skill, I mean being able to play golf and negotiate simultaneously. But either one, but you're gonna swing. You're never gonna take your after ball until you're done. Bang! You follow. You hit. You wait till you're done, and then you look. Same thing in baseball, right? Do you stop? You swing to see if you felt. I, I hit it. Though. Way to go! No, you follow through. And you keep pushing all the way through, all the way through. You have to follow through, folks, and to get that done honestly, you have to kill your distractions. You have to kill them. I think I had that before in my podcast about kill, conquer, destroy. And I've talked about a bunch of stuff that I've gotten good feedback on. Folks, you literally, you, you have to kill your habits that are destructive. If you drink every day, it's crushing you. If you're smoking weed every day, it's probably crushing you. If nine out of ten of you, you can't handle both. I guarantee you. Because a lot of a lot of you, you know, you think you're, you think you're, oh, I'm so creative when I smoke. I get these dope ideas, bro. But do you write them down? Do you finish them? So check this out. I'm going to show you how you use distraction to help me. So Friday morning, super early, like 3 o'clock in the morning, we're up. Got a local cab guy because Uber charges too much, right? So boom, find another way to get it done. Save me a few ducats, tip him good, and still save money. So I'll able to pay him a nice size tip and still save money. I don't got to feel it because this is what happens to a lot of you. You're like, man, that costs a lot of money, so I'm going to tip him less. Why? He hooked me up. He was ready, folks, before I was out of my bed. He was already parked up on the low. Like, hey, are you, hey, I'm um, 345, you here? He's like, I've been here since 330. He's like, no attitude, though. I'm just, that's my hood talk coming up. Got us there. Spoke to me before. The guy's all about his business. He's like, man, when the election came, I saw this, I saw inflation coming. I did my research, started looking at car loans, what people are doing. Smart guy, right? Don't cut his throat to save your money. That's not going to help. So, we're on the plane, right? And I, I, I was at a point in my life, where I was like, I don't like flying. I don't like flying. I kept telling myself that. Excuse me. So, Last about two months ago, I went to New York for a week. So to see my family, mainly this is my mother-in-law. She was sick, you know. I wanted her to see her grandkids. You know, she only has one set of grandkids, and I was like, you know what? This is going to be good for her. It's going to be. It's good for her. You know, I wanted my wife to see her mom. You know, I just, I wanted my mom, my wife to be with her mom and see what was going on and enjoy it. Ooh, I get to cut the lines. This car stuck. Nice. I know some of you said you enjoy this why I do this, but hopefully, you do. So we went there, right? And I was there, I was sitting on the plane, I'm like, I'm kind of tweaking, I'll be honest, I was getting nervous. I said, you know, I said, you know, thank you, God, that I can get there in two and a half hours and still be there for roughly six whole days. I said, as opposed to if I had to drive, I would have had to take nine to ten days or would he really be there for four and then be tired. Because I would have drove for a day and a half, you know, roughly, because I had to get through the kids and make a hundred stops. I'm going to be tired because I had to work that whole week, too. I said, plus, as far as we know, it, it just, it was going to be tiring. And, you know, thank you, A, I had money in my pocket for once to do some stuff like this, because I, you know, it's... Like we were talking about when I moved to Florida, man, it's, it's it crushed my credit and my pockets, man. But it was it was worth their journey. I mean, it was worth it. But like I was saying, you know, I had to do what I had to do. But you know, I'm on a plane. Like you know what, thank God, because I was able to spend only five hours roughly traveling. And now when I got to talk about the TSA and all that crap, but literally flying, one flight was fast. So almost we left late, but still got there on time. I was like, you know, and then this time, so I'm like, ugh, I hate this. You know, I'm like, no, you know what? Same thing. I'm glad that I can fly. I'm so glad. And so what I did this time was, I was distracted, right? So I had, um, I'm playing solid to my phone, right? And something popped in my head. I think my son asked me some kind of question. Something about something he likes. I don't know if it was directly shocked, but it was something. And he falls asleep. Now we're dead. Okay, folks, please pass your seatbelts. We're about to begin our final descent, which was about 30, 40 minutes left, right? And I had the History Channel on. They were talking about, I think it was, I think it was talking about, like, who made the, first it was Alien or something, then it was Pyramids, and I was like, whatever. And I was sitting there, and I, I came up with a story. And for the last 50 minutes of that flight until we actually got off the plane, I was writing. 
I was riding the whole ride down. About a third of my flight I spent, I wrote almost, not a whole book, but I got enough of the meat that the book is actually 50-60% done already, folks. I gotta put some filler details. Not filler, but it's not, you know, the stuff that builds up the story. I think I know I want it to end, but it's gonna be really out there. But I, I wrote my first science fiction novel. Almost all of it. Definitely one of the key parts. Oh, sorry, I was raining here. My wife is a dragon there. While the plane descended. And it's pretty dope. It's, it's, it's out there. It's got some new concepts, old concepts, but. I was like, man, this is cool. I got some great dialogue. Got some pivotal moments. It's going to take place. It's going to tell a story of, of course, like two, three hundred years. You know, from our time going back to about 200, 300. So it's going to include um, elements of Atlantis. We're going to talk about prehistoric animals, modern day times. You know, it, it's going to be wild. When it comes out, I'll let you know. I'm tentatively looking to see October, but I don't know if I can really get another book out right now with all the other things I have planned. But we're going to see. So I use distraction as a tool. I distracted myself from being uncomfortable with the fact that I was flying. And what did that do? I'll have another book out. So rather than focusing on the fact that the plane's going down, and you know, I hate that feeling you land, boom. You know, this one was pretty, uh, actually I gotta say, this, this guy was uh, amazing, it was pretty dang smooth. And then the come home guy was even smoother. I mean, oof. I, we barely felt the, the, the landing here touch the ground. It was so smooth. But you see, instead of dwelling on fear and letting it distract me, I embraced the blessing of being able to save time and see my family twice in a year in New York. Extended family on both sides. One, one time my wife's side, one time my side. It was nice. And, you know, for the money I spent, you know, my first thought was, man, this is a lot of money I'm putting out. A lot of money. And then I realized, you know what, money doesn't exist like Grant Cardone said. It's what I spent my money on this uh, June and now in August, what I really spent my money on was spending time with people I love, making sure they knew that they were valuable. It wasn't that, yeah, I can't afford this or nah, you're not worth me spending the money. I had to keep my reserves up. It was more like, let's go see our family. Let's do the right thing. Now, now just, just to re-up real quick there Before we go back to distractions I also planned, folks I planned and I planned and I planned Now, this last trip We got really short notice And I still tried to get a deal And I'm definitely going to call Because I'm pretty sure they misled me on some pricing But I definitely used cash back I definitely accrued some miles And instead of applying for a card for the flight That I took going back both times from New York to Florida I'm going to have my wife apply Because you had any miles Either one of you did on one card And get some immediately after you 50,000 points Plus, you're never going another flight. So I'm going to have flights ready to go in points for the next couple of years. And the first year is free after that. The next year is $89. If I don't use the first year, I'll see if it's worth it. Because how much is the flight? If a flight is 200 and I think I spent $249 per person for one way, right? So let's just say I spent 420 round trip, right? Let's say that. If I spent $100 for one ticket a year, because that $89 could uh, less than $100. And I can get one ticket to New York one way, I still saved $110, $120, so I'm still good. So I got to see, now I don't know if I'm planning on traveling a lot, but I want to start traveling. I want more experience with my kids. That's just worth stuff. But that means, folks, that for me, I got to kill my distractions like that plane. I got to go home, and I got to put down the zombie killing game. I love my zombie game, folks. I can play... Ooh. 
Sorry for that yawn. This is just a real podcast. I don't edit this crap out right now. I can play 20 minutes to two, three hours if I'm not careful. I just think it's cool. You know, I was never a video game person, but this is kind of interesting to me. You know, it's, it's end of the world. I'm running around collecting supplies. I got some dogs. Some protect the base. Some make the other dogs smarter. Whatever. It is what it is. But as much as I can argue that it, it gives me some peace of mind, some free time, it's a distraction. So James, I think it's James. I think it's James Woolhard IV had a great idea. So I'm going to pass it on to you. He said what he does, and what he recommends everybody do, is you cancel the games. What? No, not cancel. Wait, I got a better idea for you. Wait for it. Wait for it. During the times when you need to be productive, whether it's working or being creative, or let's say you're a podcaster, right? So another got to find his name and tell you about his book, his podcast. But if you got to work for those four hours, let's say you work four hours a day, three days a week, and that's the only time you actually work, right? Because you got you know you record one day, edit another day, and you coach people another day, right? Whatever. When you need to be productive, you delete all the apps that distract you: your Facebook, your Instagram, your Twitter, your sex apps. I don't care what you got on there, folks. You know, um, solitaire. Zombie killing, bingo. Uh, oh, but this game pays me. Yeah, yeah, sure, okay, whatever. Is it paying you more than uh, anything else you're doing in life? Like, let's say, oh, well, I got this bingo game I saw on TV and said it in a chance that I can make $4,000 an hour. No, okay, but have you made any money yet? No? Okay, well, let me ask you a question. If you get paid $20 an hour at work, are you making at least $20 to play in the game? No. And it goes to make more money than your boss is willing to pay you, right? So you're already off kilt to begin with. Delete the distractions. Let's be really gruff here. I saw another guy, I forgot his name. He's a, it wasn't Ed Milet, it was one of the other guys. And he was like, he had one of his clients talking about, I'm addicted to porn, you know, I'm always watching it. And always, you know, he's like, so, okay, so when you watch, he's like, I'm in the bathroom. He's like, how often are you in the bathroom if you weren't looking at it? He's like, five minutes. He's like, so I said, you go to the bathroom, you have five minutes at the time, and you have to get out. That's it. Enough said. So, see, folks, you have to find a way. And they're like, well, you don't understand. Every Friday when you get paid, my boys need me. You know, I'm, I'm the one that listens to their problems, and that's great. You're a good friend. Are they the same kind of friend to you? Because your friends might be a distraction. You might think they're building up and actually tearing you down. Learn, folks. Get rid of distractions. Crush them. Kill, conquer, destroy. If you have no distractions, you have power. A focused mind is more capable of doing anything in this world than they're going to tell you. I don't care what they tell you. You might need help sometimes. Yeah, you can't always go it alone. But man, if you focus for a few hours, folks, I, I put together my book roughly in almost no time. I set a deadline, I did it. I wrote most of a book that's going to be a short book. I'm going to say two, 200 pages, 300, whatever. It's going to have a lower price point because of the fact that it's going to be a shorter book. But if I do it right, and I spend a little time building it out, not the story, but the franchise... I might get four books out of it. So let's say I make four books out of the first book, right? Four total now. And so each book for four, $4, and you buy all four books, I make $16. Now, even if Amazon keeps 50%, which they don't, I still make $8 off of you. Wait, four times four, yes, $8. Over something I do once. Now, you show your friend who loves the concept of my book, and he goes and buys it. So I made another $8 or something I did once. Intense focus for a short amount of time will do anything for you. Schwarzenegger talks about this all the time. He'd say that he'd go into the gym and he'd work, he'd do one set, one exercise, one muscle. 
and he get more of that one focused, intense rep and set. Well, maybe not one rep, but like one set. Let's say five or six reps for one set. He was so focused and so clear, so clear of mind on his one task that he crushed it. Go see The Last Samurai, Tom Cruise. People are, How do you Last Samurai? He's American. Blah, blah, blah. Get past the ignorance, folks. Literally, it's ignorance. See what the point of the story was. Even more the scene where he's practice fighting is one of the guys who's really good. Who also despises him. And the chief of the village comes and says, Pardon me. He's like, yeah. he's like, too many minds. He's like, mind of battle, mind of people, mind of sword, mind of watching. Too many mind. One mind. The man regrips the sword, right? Like what you call choking him on the back. He's sitting there. He's thinking about it. You see him close his mind, open it, boom. He has a tie against probably the second best guy in the neighborhood or the town, village, all the samurais. Clear your mind, folks. I'm looking forward to closing out 2022 and starting 2023 even more phenomenally. I've gotten better the last couple of years, folks. I'll be honest. It's I came to Florida with some money in my pocket and a dream. Went damn near bankrupt. Credit's pretty decent right now. I need to get it better, but it's there. Slowly the students gonna make connections. I spent a lot of money. I'll be honest, you just be candid. In uh, the last three months, roughly, I've spent $6,000 either going to see people who had cancer, treating my cat who had cancer, or just traveling related to people who had cancer. And it's, it's a lot of money for me. It is. But a couple years ago, I couldn't afford that when people were dying. Now I could. So now the goal is to double down. How do I afford it in style? Not that I'm going to do it, but, you know, instead of needing a, a seven-person car and squeezing into a five, how do I get the seven? You know, it's, it's I, I'll be honest with you, I could probably find a way to write this off in a sna- snazzy, sneezy, sneezy way. I'm not going to do it. Not talk to my account and make sure, but I'm not, I don't really think, I, I didn't really jump enough business, I don't think. You know, I don't, I don't think I probably, I could probably write off like 2%, I'm not going to do that, because this was not that. But I'm going to get all my P's and Q's. We're going to make this work. And I'm going to double my income one way or the other. Hook or crook. Who's coming on the journey with me? Tony at changingadvance.com. Changingadvance.com is the blog. On Instagram, I'm pedagogy of the fresh. P-E-D-A-G-O-G-Y of the fresh. Prince. No, just of fresh. YouTube is changing advance. I got to fix the YouTube. There's a bunch of videos on another channel. And Twitter's changing advance. Peace.